Blog Talk Radio. Look 
Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. I'm your host, Sean Holmberg, along with Christopher Herzog, who will be in the studio in about an hour from now. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer over the next two hours, please give us a call. We'll be happy to pray with you, um, to stand and believe with you. Um, we have a chat room open right now, and if you can't make it to the phone, our um, email address is prayerinternational at gmail.com, <clears throat> and we'll send you a prayer that way, too. So, let's see, it's Tuesday afternoon, so let's start off the right way. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here in this broadcast. We give you complete and total control over the next two hours, Father. Lord, we ask only that you would be glorified through your Son, Jesus Christ, in our midst, Lord. That you would reveal to us the mysteries of heaven, Father. That you would reveal to us the mysteries of your heart, Lord. Father, that we would know you as you have known us, Jesus. Father, that you would reveal to us your plans and your purposes for our lives, Father, and for our nations and the world in which we live, Jesus. Father, we ask tonight for miracles, for healing, and deliverance, Father. Father, spiritually, emotionally, physically, Lord, through your word, which declares that by your stripes we were healed, Father. Lord, we give you all the glory and the honor for everything that happens in this broadcast for the next two hours. Father, for those who are listening by podcast or through the website or through Blog Talk Radio or even through an archive later on, Father, Lord, I ask according to your word that you would give them, Father, a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let their, uh, the eyes of their hearts be flooded with light that they would know what is the hope of your calling. Father, let them know what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe. Father, give, make them rooted and grounded in love, Father. Make them rooted and grounded in truth, Father. Rooted and grounded in your word, Father. What you said was living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, Father. So, Lord, we come before you tonight, Father, making intercession on behalf of the nations and our cities and our families, Lord. Father, taking up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, Father, and the shield of faith, Lord, and the helmet of salvation, Father, and the breastplate of righteousness, of righteousness. Father, we ask that you would draw near to us, Lord, as we draw near to you, Lord. Increase our desires, Father. Our desires, Lord, to have a relationship with your word, Father. Our desires to have a relationship with you, Father, that you would move any bit of bitterness, Father, any doubt, Lord, any anger, any malice, Father, anything that would create a wall of separation between you and us, Lord. Father, remove it far from us, Lord, that we can fully come to know the fullness of a relationship that we have the privilege to have with you, the Most High God, Father. 
Lord, give us the joy that is inexpressible and full of glory, Lord. Father, give us a peace that surpasses all understanding, Father, through your Holy Spirit, Lord. Reveal your words to us tonight, Lord. Most of all, Lord, let us be worshipers, Father. Your word declares, Jesus, that the time is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For you said that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Father, and we desire to worship you that way, Father. We desire to please you, Lord. Father, we desire not to just worship as an action, Father. We desire to worship you as part of who we are, Lord, part of the new nature, which your word declares if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, Father. Lord, give us revelation on the newness of life in which we walk in, Father. Father, for your word declares that we are dead to sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus who died for our sins, Father. Who died on the cross and was resurrected and is now seated at your right hand, Father, who lives to make intercession for us. Jesus Christ, who has become our chief intercessor, our high priest, who will judge the living and the dead, and who has sent us the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither knows you or can know you. Father, in your word declares that you are long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, God. Father, so we ask, Lord, that you would send laborers out into your harvest, Father. Lord, that you would move the hearts of men, Father. You would move the hearts of men and women and children, Lord. And you would draw the nations to you, Father. You would draw the nations into your kingdom, Father. Lord, you said we are adopted as children through Christ Jesus, Father. And yet there are many more that have not come into the fold yet, Lord. So we pray for these two, Father, asking that all those without the knowledge and the revelation of the love of Jesus Christ, Father, that you would quicken their hearts and reveal to them the greatness of your love toward us who believe in you. Father, be glorified tonight. <clears throat> be glorified, Jesus. So it's been an um, interesting day. Um had to, I've had talks and counsels with two different friends about two completely different situations, and I am the least of all men to be counseling anyone because I don't have the experience or even what you would consider um, learned knowledge except for the knowledge I have from a relationship with God, which by no means is perfect. But we are considered perfect in Christ Jesus, and we are seen as perfect in Christ Jesus by the Father. Ephesians says that for grace you are saved through faith. It is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For by grace you are saved through faith. You know, it says in the Old Testament, it says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And we have laid aside our labors 
and our striving. And we've come to the peace and the realization that all our works are as filthy rags and our righteousness lays only in Jesus Christ who shed his blood for our sins. And he himself has declared us righteous in the presence of the Father. So this is Prayer International Radio. Um, once again, our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything whatsoever, please give us a call. If you have a praise report about prayer you received and God's answer to your prayer, give us a call. And we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with you.
Welcome back to the broadcast. This is Prayer International Radio. Our call-in number tonight is 619-638-8458. And we are here to stand with you, believing God, trusting in His Word to be true in our lives, regardless of our circumstances. Thank you, Jesus. We already have one prayer request. Um, and I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, but it's Miss Sanandia, single mom with a couple of kids, um, who's really whose heart's really there seeking you, Lord. It's, it's really amazing to see the people who desire him. And seek him You know I've told this story many times And it's not really a story because it's not mine It's one I got from the Bible But Moses who Stood On the mountain With God himself Could have asked For anything You know Solomon was asleep And the Lord appeared to Solomon in dream And and he said, Solomon, what would you like? Ask ask me and I'll give it to you. And Solomon asked for wisdom. And so the Lord granted him wisdom beyond any man who had ever lived or ever would live. Moses is up on a mountain, standing in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he says, Father, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way. That I may know you <laughs> And you know when you Put everything else aside You know it's one thing You know Jesus said to seek first The kingdom of God and his righteousness And all things would be added unto us But you know when you really Take it And you really lay everything aside And you put your goal and your aim For that high calling of God in Christ Jesus To be found in him To be known by him To know him To know his heart It's it's an amazing thing How it transforms your perspective It transforms your life You stop thinking As the world thinks You stop living as the world lives And you set your minds On things above where Christ is Seated in heavenly places You know the Bible says we've been Blessed with every spiritual blessing In the heavenly places in Christ So Father we right now Come in agreement Father And asking that you would Pour out a multitude of blessings Upon our new friend Father Lord that her household Will be established Father That your presence Would be manifested in her household With a sweet aroma Of your presence Father Lord, that you would help her and her children to be rooted, grounded in your truth, Father, for there's no other foundation we can have except for Christ Jesus, Lord. Father, your word declares that a man will plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And you said the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord, Father. You also declared that we are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which you have already prepared for us, that we should walk in, Father. 
So, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, we ask for blessings from every corner of the earth, Father, to be poured into their bosom, Father. Lord, that you would anoint them with your Holy Spirit and fire, Father, that you would consume them and their household with your presence, Jesus. Father, that their eyes of their heart would be open and enlightened, Father, that their hearts would be flooded with night, with, with light, with the knowledge of your gospel, Father, with the knowledge of your heart, Jesus, Father, that you would establish them, Lord, that you would draw them into the places you would want them to be, Father, that you can even bless them more, Father. Lord, we ask in your name, Lord, that you would give them divine wisdom, Father, and divine revelation, Lord, and give them discernment, Father. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak to her, Father. You would give her divine dreams, Father, divine visions, Lord. Father, that you would draw her and her family to the church family that you would like them to go to, Father. Lord, Lord, that you would, Father, your word declares if anyone finds a wife, he finds a good thing, Father. And we know that she is that good thing, Father, and that there is a man out there who has set his heart upon you, Father, and has not turned away his heart from you, Father, Lord, who is rooted and grounded in truth, Father, whose heart is stayed upon you, Lord. And we ask, Father, that you would draw these two together, Father, for wherever they're at, Lord, in your timing, Father. Lord, that you would be glorified through them, Father. That you would establish uh, your holiness and your presence through their relationship, Father. And so we thank you, Lord, right now for bringing her her husband, Father. And we know we can ask you these things, Father, for your word declares that you already know what we have before we ask it, Father. Jesus, thank you, Father. Lord, and I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father. Father, we speak a blessing over her children right now, Lord. We declare that they are the head and not the tail, Father. We declare that they are above and not believe, Father. That they are the children of the Most High King and the Most High God, Father. And I pray that you would give each one of these children revelation as to their identity, Father, in Christ Jesus, Father. For even though your word, your word declares that we should enter into the kingdom of God as little children, Father. And that we all should come to you as they are, Father. And so, Lord, I ask that you would increase their faith even now, Father, that you would start blessing them and revealing to them the spiritual gifts which you have on their lives, Father, that you would place a mantle and an anointing upon their lives, Father, so they can declare the word of God boldly, Father. They can declare your gospel, Father, to their friends and to their neighbors, Lord, that even in their schools and wherever they're at, Father, that you would establish yourself in their lives, Father. Father, that they would start walking, Father, fully pleasing you, Jesus. Father, that they would touch everyone around them, Father, with your presence, Father and the genuineness of the faith they have in you, so that people and unbelievers would look at them and know that there is a God in heaven, and his name is Jesus Christ, Father. Father, and we pray, Lord, that you would bless them financially, Lord, that every one of their bills, Father, would be paid, Father, by your by your grace and by your mercy, Father, that the provision would come to them, Father, the manna would come, Lord, when it is your timing, Father, even now, Lord, that you would start pouring out a blessing on them that they cannot contain, Father. Lord, that you would divinely step in, Father, and take care of their needs, Lord. Father, your word declares that you have never seen a righteous forsaken, nor is he begging for bread, Father. And, Lord, we thank you no Above all else, Jesus, that you're faithful, Father. Lord, that you're faithful to keep your word, which you promised to us, Father. The word that you said would not return to you void, but would accomplish that for which you sent it, Father. So, Lord, we thank you for your word that has been declared over their lives for and over their families, Father, that them and their households shall be saved, Father. 
Father, we thank you that you are going to be glorified through them, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, fill them with your presence completely and totally and reveal to them Jesus Christ. Father, take those things of your heart and declare them to this family, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I probably don't need to say it enough how important it is for us to raise up our children into the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I heard a study once, and I don't know how true the study is, but it said that children who do not come to Jesus by the time they leave high school have less than half a percent half a chance of ever getting to know him later on and we need to be establishing our children in good habits not that we can be the boast of any Christians or declare that we have it all together but you know the principles that we lay down for them are the ones they're going to follow and it's true I mean the Bible says train up a child in the way they go they should go and when they're old they will not depart from it and you know it's true I mean you teach your children to brush their teeth every morning every morning and every day before they go to bed and you know, pretty soon after too long, I mean, you're going to be telling them to go to bed, and the first thing they're going to do is run into the bathroom to brush their teeth. And my five-year-old does that. And, you know, the same thing with prayer. I mean, it's amazing to see my five-year-old and my wife sitting on the bed praying before bed or in the morning before they go to school. Because even at five years old, she knows that there is a God in heaven. And she's already learned at five that she can trust this, father, this God in heaven. And, you know, it wasn't because necessarily we taught her, but it's because he's been revealing himself to her. Because she has known that she can cry out to this God and that he hears her. And so we should be training up our children in the ways of the Father. You know, that's one of the problems that happened before the flood. And what caused that whole mess to begin with is that people stopped telling their children about Jesus. They stopped talking about Jesus. And they stopped declaring the words of God to each other and over their lives until it got to a point that they almost never mentioned him. And then pretty soon they forgot about him. And, you know, there's an entire world out there that still has not come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. There's an entire world that's dying without him. And... There's an entire world out there that's suffering when they don't need to be. And, you know, the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in every one of us, and including our children who come to him, those who have received him. The same Holy Spirit, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead can dwell in a seven-year-old as in a 60-year-old. And all it takes is faith, and all it takes is trusting the Father at his word for our lives. And, you know, later on in life, it gets a lot harder when you grow up. Um, all of you out there know that, because um, then you actually live in the world, and you see the world. And, you know, children, their eyes are so pure at such a young age because they don't understand anything. And, you know, I would much rather teach them the things that are most important, which is Jesus Christ. Instead of having that be the last thing that someone has to try to teach them, because they never knew early on. I mean, how much different would it be for many of us if we could go back and we had them in our lives to trust 
through our entire lives. I mean, how many members of our families could have been saved back then if we would have known about Jesus back then and we would have been raised like that? So, um, anyway, once again, our call in number tonight, 619-638-8458. My name is Sean Holmberg, and I'm here with Christopher Herzog, who will be joining us in just a few minutes. And I was actually going to get into the Bible tonight. Um, I had a nice little message planned out. Well, not really a message, but sort of kind of a message. Um, So I'm trying to think if we should play some more worship first or go into the message. So maybe I'll do a little bit of both. You know, um, like I said in the beginning of the broadcast, I spent some time counseling some friends of mine who were going through some situations. And, you know, with all of us, we have... These and I talked to my wife about this the other day. You know, we've in our own lives we um, the last like seven eight months have been like nonstop. Um, and if you're a parent, you know what that's like. Um, my wife had three children when I met her and when we got married, and then a year ago CPS gave us another one, and so we have four children: um, fifteen, eleven, or fifteen, twelve. 10 and 5 And you know It's unbelievable How full your life can get How you have almost no time To spend with anything Um, And You know you We have all these different things to do with CPS And you know sometimes it's just frustrating It's you know we, We go to work and You know works whatever work is Whether it's good or bad and um, you come home and then you have to deal with cleaning the house and the children and their homework and their grades and all the other stuff you have to do in your life and still try to figure out a way to pay bills. And, you know, sometimes we just, I get, you get so overwhelmed um, by the things in this world and the things that you have to do that you want to, at times you just want to, like, throw your hands up and say, I give up. But, you know, there's a difference between giving up and then placing all your burdens to Jesus You know I said this before in one of our broadcasts um, I went through a period of my life Where I was doing Contract work and Not knowing where the money was going to come from Ever And for I think almost a couple of years I lived like that From Job to job, bill to bill Trusting God, not knowing where the money Would be at, but just knowing that the Bible declared that he would have been to provide, so I need, I would trust him. But, you know, there's times we just want to give up and we, want to, we, we start to lose heart and we start to get discouraged. But, you know, the Bible declares, you know, this is um, Galatians chapter 6. It says, um, verse 6, it says, um, Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And I wanted to point out the whole let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. You know, the Bible declares that 
what you sow, you shall reap. And, you know, if you sow physical things, you get physical things. If you sow spiritual things, you, you get physical things. And, you know, Chris is really big on declaring to all of you about the the the, uh, the confession that comes out of our mouth and about speaking the word of God on our, over, over our lives. Because the Bible declares, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And, you know, if you start sowing into your life and into your children's life a blessing, and you start sowing the word of God into their lives, then you will reap a harvest off of that. Because, you know what, his word will not return void. And, you know, if, you have a, if you're a farmer, you plant the seed in the ground. Before you plant the seed, you have to, sow, you have to till the ground. And, you know, sometimes in our lives, we come to the Father and we expect an instant, like, fruit. And... But it's never like that because before he sometimes he can even plant the seed, he has to start grinding you up and he has to start tilling the soil of your heart and the soil of your spirit so that it becomes the good soil to plant in. Because, um, you know, Jesus gave that parable about um, about good soil and we don't want to have anything in our hearts that could choke the word of God or any cares of the world to choke it. And so sometimes the Father has to tell us a little bit, and then before he can even get the seed really planted deep inside of us. And, you know, David said, King David said, um, your word I've hidden in my heart that I wouldn't sin against you. And so we need to be sowing into our hearts the word of God. And what happens when you do that is it gets firmly planted. So even when the storms come, the plant will still remain because it has solid roots, which are in the word of God. And then when the enemy comes, that word has been planted in our hearts. And so it's always there as a resource, as a living water that is springing forth into everlasting life. And, you know, we have this confidence, as the Bible says, that he who has begun a good work will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. And the Bible even declares that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And, you know, when it says do not lose heart, it means that don't give up. No matter what happens, no matter how bad it is, don't give up. I mean, it doesn't really matter what your situation looks like because his word and the truth of the word of God is better is more important than the situation because it overrides the situation. You know, we've had me and Chris have both had many chances to pray for people, um, and and we have seen a great many people get healed. And you know, we don't deny that people can be sick. They can they they can have illnesses or have diseases, and you know, we we don't deny that those things are true. But what we do know is that the Word of God, even though the person is sick, the Word of God declares that by, if you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. And the Word of God declares that by his stripes we are healed. And so we sow through the Word of God the words of truth, and we speak those positive confessions with our mouth, and then come into agreement with God upon his own Word, declaring that we are standing in him with and trusting him that his word is true. And, you know, the Bible declares that disciples went out and preached the word of God, and the Holy Spirit was confirming the the words with signs and wonders. And, you know, there's a chapter in 
Corinthians, it's, I think it's, yeah, Second Corinthians chapter 4. And I'll just start reading some of this. It says, therefore, since we have this ministry, and we all have a ministry in Christ Jesus, it's our very relationship with him. As I said last night, Paul declares that we are living epistles written not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh. That's the heart. And, you know, our very testimonies about God's interaction in our life are the testimony that we have for the world. It says, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the God of this age is blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the face of Jesus Christ. You know, this verse 7 is just amazing. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which was hidden since time began, that the Lord spoke of by apostles and prophets declaring of the coming Messiah and in these last days who was manifested and revealed to us and then was resurrected from the dead for even death could not hold him and he sat down at the right hand of God having taken the authority of death, hell, and the grave and receiving all dominion and all power and the name that is above every name It says in verse 7, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. You know, the Bible declares, he said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And you know, when you get to the end of your rope, that's when you take the step of faith, and you don't bother worrying about the rope. And you just trust in him for the next couple steps and for the rest of it. You know, when Peter was on the boat and he saw Jesus walking on the water and he said, Jesus, if it's you, command me to come to you. And Jesus said, come. Peter had to stop taking, start taking a couple steps off the, to get off the boat. And he's trying and trying and struggling and struggling and gets to the edge of the boat. And then he jumps out. And, you know, it's the same, in the same way, we already have the Word of God that declares that all the promises of God are yes and amen. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, he said, only, what's the word he said in Joshua? He said, only be of good courage. Be not afraid nor dismayed, for I am with you wherever you go. 
And, you know, whatever situation you're facing in your life, whether it's emotional or financial or physical or spiritual, it, it doesn't matter. When you step out of the boat, that's when you just trust in him to be your stepping stone. And you trust that he is the one that's holding you and supporting you, and he is the one that will get you across that mountain and get you to the place that you need to go. This is in verse 8. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Verse 16, if you skip down, it says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and an eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, I was, um, the other night, I had a bunch of my friends over, and one of my friends named David had told us something that, you know, in the however many 20 years I've been a Christian and following the Lord Jesus, something I had never grasped and never thought about, which is that, you know, the Bible declares that Jesus learned obedience through suffering. And and, you know, it's a strange verse um, that Jesus had to learn obedience. But, and it says obedience all the way to death and death on the cross. Because, you know, the Bible declares that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame of it for that joy that was set before him and then sat down at the right hand of the Father. And, you know, that verse, obedience to your suffering. And, you know, David mentioned this. He said, you know, even when Jesus was young, he started receiving revelation of who his father was. And showing us that even children can have a revelation and an understanding of who the Father is in our lives. And so we could assume that even early on he still knew the ability he had and he still knew where he had come from and the Lord had started revealing to him his plan and purpose while on the earth because you know Jesus said that he didn't do anything unless he first heard it from the Father period and which is why Jesus spent so so much time in the presence of God. But can you imagine for a second 
Jesus, who is just as much God as God, who has all the power to raise people from the dead, to walk on water, to turn water into wine, to have the intimate knowledge of God the Father. And up until the time had come, because even he told Mary at the wedding feast, he's like, Mary, my time has not yet come. Um, and even up till then, all the people that he saw that were sick and dying and needed what only he had, which is the, the living water, the life that's eternal, and him not being able to heal the sick or raise the dead until it was the right time. Obedience through suffering. And, you know, that's, it's unbelievable to think that Jesus was so obedient to the Father that he only did what the Father told him to. And, but it was through his relationship that obedience didn't become a struggle, it became a natural characteristic. And we too in our lives learn to trust God in everything and to hear his voice for our lives and to move only when he tells us to move because his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Anyway, um, this is Prayer International Radio and our call in number tonight is 619-638- 8458. If you need prayer for absolutely anything, please give us a call. And we're going to take a break for a little bit and for about seven minutes and then or so. And then we um, will be back with a mighty man of God, Christopher Herzog. And so, like I said, if you need prayer for anything, give us a call and we'll be right back. Majesty, worship His majesty, unto Jesus be all glory, power, and focus upon your kingship and your lordship. 
Yes, Lord, we acknowledge you as the sacrifice, the great sacrificial lamb. We thank you, Lord God, for the blood that you shed for us. We thank you, O oh Lord God, for the great mercies and blessings that you that you showered upon our lives. But tonight, Lord, we want to see you not as a lamb, but we want to worship you as that lion of Judah, the king above all kings. Thank you. Thank you for your presence. We bow before you. We acknowledge you. We honor you. King of kings and Lord of lords.
All right, praise God. This is Prayer International Radio, and we're picking up the second half of the broadcast. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be your host for about the next, oh, 50 minutes. We're going to be wrapping it up at midnight, um, broadcasting out of Dallas, Texas. And, of course, we broadcast from 10 to 12 o'clock Central Time, usually Monday uh, through Friday, Saturdays and Sundays, sometimes very. Uh, of course, we'll try to uh, update the schedule if we change anything. But we just want to speak blessings to everybody in the chat room, everybody that's listening tonight live or maybe you're listening archived. And I want to thank our Facebook family and our Blog Talk Radio family tonight. And just really just want to give a shout-out to Jesus. And we're just thankful for the Lord. We're thankful to have God in our lives. And I know Sean will agree uh, in what I say. And we're just thankful to have a good Jesus, you know, um, blessed. And those of you that are in Christ, we just pray blessings on you as well. And pray the will of God be done and the kingdom of God come into your life. Just want to thank you. It looks like we've got a uh, Miss Sandia, uh, Sandandia. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but if I said it wrong, forgive me. And uh, anyways, we just want to say bless you tonight. I think it might be your first night. I don't know, um, but we just want to thank you for participating in our chat room. And I know Sean's been praying for you tonight, sharing the word of God and sharing the word to those that are listening. But we also, uh, we just want to lift you up and just pray. If you have any needs, feel free to leave them in the chat room. Or you can email us if you want anything confidential or discreet. You can always email us. Anyone listening, email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. And that's also posted on the website and in the chat room. www.prayerinternational.org is our website. We've got daily devotionals on blogger.com, and we'll start putting them up on uh, the Blog Talk Radio. We'll start having devotionals uh, from time to time, too. Well, praise God. If you need to call in, 619-638-8458, and we are going to kick it in gear and go before the Lord in prayer tonight. You know, worship really corrects your focus, and that's why we worship. And you'll hear us say that, or you'll hear me say that constantly. You know, if you ever feel yourself pulling uh, aside from God or, or getting distracted or detoured or derailed in some kind of way, if you will just begin to worship God, if you will just begin to praise the Lord, if you will just begin to glorify God, uh, you know, through prayer and through song, even sometimes if you don't feel like it, even if sometimes it, it, you're not even motivated, Maybe sometimes you're just discouraged or depressed or downcast. The Bible calls it heavy of heart, heavy laden. But you know, Jesus promises that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And praise God, we can go to the Father any day of the week, any time of the day. The Lord doesn't sleep nor slumber, but he's constantly waiting, listening, turning his ear waiting to hear the cries of his people, the, the prayers of his children, to hear the intercession and the uh, worship going up from the body of Christ. But if you're in Christ tonight, you have an advocate. By the blood of Jesus, 
you've been given access into the throne room of God, into the presence of God, into fellowship with God. And this is what the Bible declares. We're just simply stating and declaring what the Lord has declared through the Scripture. And we will actually get into the Word here and uh, I'll begin to teach some Word of God as the Holy Spirit leads us. But you know, the reason we do this, the reason we share the Word, the reason we pray, the reason we worship, the reason we even have a prayer international radio station and a website, the reason we're doing this, we love Jesus, and we want to share him with the world. We know that he is the one, the one, the only, the true God. We know that apart from him, we can do nothing. But with him, we can do all things. And if you're in Christ, the Bible says you're more than a conqueror. But you're never covered by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. And in Christ tonight, put your faith in the blood of the Lamb. Put your faith in the shed blood of Jesus and realize that Jesus is not on the cross, but he is alive and he's moving by the Holy Spirit throughout the earth. And he's looking for hearts that are fully his, seeking, looking, eagerly waiting and watching. To see who has really given their heart to him. To see who has really pledged allegiance to him or given him control of their destiny. You know, the bottom line is is God's in control. God is in control. He's sovereign. And this is his earth. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That's at the name of Jesus, every name, every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess to the glory of God the Father. And realize that all things in heaven, all things under heaven, all things in the earth, and all things under the earth were created for him and by him. And for his good pleasure were all things created. And so it's safe to say that this is his world. But if you're going to function in God's world, then you better find out why he created you and why he purposed you, why he put you in the earth. You need to find out what your assignment is, what the will of God is, what the plan of God is. And you're going to get your marching orders, or if you want to call it a strategy from the throne room. And that only comes through communion. It only comes, and when I say communion, I don't mean crackers and, and juice. I don't mean you know, bread and wine or however you take communion. But I mean communion as in fellowship with the Spirit. Communion as in conversation, as in uh, intimacy, as in uh, an exchange of heart, of spirit, of truth, of emotions. Whatever you have to pour out before God. See, if you pour out your heart before Him, if you pour out your heart before the Lord, it's a scriptural promise. He's going to pour his heart back out to you. See, if you draw near to God, he's going to draw near to you. And once you release him to God, once you give him to God, he truly does bless you and give back. And now listen, the reason we're doing this, the reason we're trying to lay a foundation of worship, and you know, worship and praise is more than just singing songs. 
You can give God lip service. You can you can sing a bunch of songs. Jesus, well, actually, in the Old Testament, they said, God said it like this. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And it's true. Many times, oftentimes, people honor God with their lips, but their hearts are far from them. And you might say, well, but the word says, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. True, but a lot of times our lips can say things that we really don't mean in our heart. And I think a lot of times people have what I call a religious experience where they get God in their head and they get thoughts and ideas and beliefs and philosophies and theologies about God in their head. But they never really have an encounter with him that changes the heart. And you see, if if all your Bible reading and all your praying is not leading you into an encounter with God, then it's vain. The Bible says no one can come to God unless the Spirit draw him. And those that are led by the Spirit of God, they're the children, they're the sons of God or, or the children of God. If you're a child of God, it's your privilege to be able to fellowship with the Spirit of God, to be able to be led and, and moved and guided by the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls him the comforter. The Bible calls him your guide. Well, praise God. It's so like we got a lover of Jesus in the in the chat room. God bless you. God bless you, sister. Well, you know, it's about intimacy with the Lord. And, you know, Jesus said even to the Pharisees, he said, you search the scriptures because you think in the scriptures you have eternal life. But it's me that they testify of. See, even the scriptures talked about Jesus. And a lot of times we make our, our relationship with God nothing more than a Bible study. Nothing more than a church meeting. Nothing more than a formulized, what I call, a, 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 not a Catholic rosary, but a, a, what would you call it? Evangelical rosary, you know, which is, you know, praying the Our Father, praying the Lord's Prayer, you know, quoting certain Bible verses that we've all heard. And there's nothing wrong with confession. There's nothing wrong with declaring the Word of God. But it's got to be from the heart. Like Sean was saying earlier, we're living epistles, which he was just borrowing the words of Paul. But God writes his word on our hearts. Not on tablets of stone. And if you have the word of God written on your heart, then you're going to walk in it. You're going to be moved by it. Even the psalmist said, Lord, hide your word in my heart so that I don't sin against you. If you constantly got God leading you by his word, speaking to your heart, then when you do wrong and when you make mistakes, when you you fall short, 
then God's going to tug you back. He's going to jerk you back. He's going to begin to lead you and guide you and point you in the right direction. He's a loving father. I mean, do we have consequence for our sin? Yes. But we also have an advocate with the father. We can confess our sins. And he's faithful just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. But you know, it's all about relationships. It's all about encountering and experiencing him, experiencing his peace, which comes by knowing his person, knowing the Holy Spirit, learning to develop a, a spiritual ear and a spiritual understanding on how God leads us how God speaks to us, how God shows us the way. And so as we begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says he will bring all things to your remembrance with everything I have said unto you, which means the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, is always going to speak in unison or in line or in order with the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is never going to speak anything that's contrary to that Bible. Never. The Holy Spirit is never going to deny the deity of Christ and deny that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh. The Holy Spirit will always confess that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh. When the Bible says test the Spirit, sometimes we need to judge our thoughts and intents of our hearts. That's why we have the Bible. See, the Bible says that the Bible itself, that the Word of God is sharper than the two-edged sword. And it separates the thoughts and intents of the heart. So if you want to find out what your motives and your intents and your, your heart issues are, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. And if you want to know what the heart issues are, then you need to start examining your heart with the Word of God. And you'll find out what's inside of you. You'll find out what in you is in agreement with God. And you'll find out what is it in you that's in disagreement with God. And then you can begin to make the proper uh, adjustments. As the Holy Spirit comes into your life, He can begin to find you in certain areas. It can begin to shed light. See, God's word is clear, giving insight to life. God's word is clear. God's word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Why? Because it exposes darkness. It exposes the hidden things. The Bible says there's one day when all things will be revealed. And it's not to condemn us and beat us over the head. That's why we have a helmet of salvation. Listen, you know why you have a helmet of salvation? Because whenever you fall short and you bang your you want to bang your head up against the wall because you realize what a wicked sinner you can be and how just not perfect you are. You can put on the helmet of salvation, which is the blood of Jesus Christ. That way when you bang your head against the wall, you don't hurt yourself. <laughs> My point is this. I basically said that to Senate. You know, we have an advocate with Jesus. We have grace. We have mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment, the Bible says. 
God doesn't get engaged for a moment, but his mercy endures forever. That's what it says for ever. That's a mighty long time. Praise the Lord. Listen, we're going to go into a song real quick and kind of pull our focus back. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'm just sharing my heart tonight. Just feeling kind of laid back. Just want to kind of just share my heart. I don't feel real preachy. Believe it or not, this for me is not real preachy. I'm just kind of chilling tonight. We're going to get into the Word. I haven't even opened up the Bible yet. I'm just sharing from my heart the Scriptures um, as the Lord's placing them in there. But, you know, I hope this is blessing whoever's listening. Uh, Prayer International Radio. You can call us at 619-638-8458. Go ahead and go to the phone. We even have a 1-800 number now if you, you miss out on the show and maybe you're in the archives. And you need to call in 1-800-701-2785. That's 24-7. You can call. And if for some reason uh, we miss it, which from time to time we do, uh, you can leave information and we'll actually call you back. So, praise God. Well, uh, check out the website, www.prayerinternational.org. And this is Broadcast Radio, Prayer International Radio. And I believe we call this face-to-face with God. And the reason we chose face-to-face with God is because, you know, Moses talked to God as a man face-to-face. And the glory of God shined over him so heavily that they had to cover up his face because it would literally pierce and penetrate and even kill and devastate people that were full of sin. Avoid us. When you get so full of the glory, when you get so full of the glory of God because you've been face-to-face and had encounters with Jesus and you've talked to him from your heart and he's talked back to you, see, he says, call unto me. Jeremiah 33.3 says this, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you certain mighty things that thou knowest not or that you do not know. And if there's things you need to know, if you need answers to problems, if you need solutions, start asking questions to God. Start asking God, God, what about this? What about that? And give him time to speak to your heart. Give him time to lead you. Give him time to bring people into your life to point you in the right direction. Give him time to bring the people in your life that are the opportunities that God's chosen to bless you with. But you've got to be led by his spirit. And the only way that's going to happen is when you turn your ear to heaven and you begin to listen. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Isn't that good? All right. Time for a praise break. I love praise breaks. I love praise breaks.
All right, glory to God. Well, we're back. And just wanted to take some time. You know, is it good to take some time? Sometimes, even when you're at home or at work or wherever you're at, I want to encourage you, take some time to just worship God, to just begin to praise God. And if you're not sure what to sing or or really what to do, you know, just be thankful. Just begin to develop an attitude of gratitude. Begin to just thank God for the blessings in your life. And I'm telling you, if you get into a habit of thanking God for what you have, and if you get into a habit of thanking God for what he did not allow you to have, you know, it's funny, a lot of times we ask for certain things and we don't realize what we're asking for. But you know, God says if you ask him for something, let me, uh, actually, let me get this out real quick. Interesting. All right, so, if you ask God for something, Matthew 7, 7 through 9, ask and it shall be given, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, talking about natural man, talking about natural fathers, that if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? See, if you ask God for the Holy Spirit, he's going to give you the Holy Spirit. If you ask God for more faith, he's going to give you more faith. If you ask God for his will for your life and you submit to it, if you submit to him, the Bible says, all things, whatsoever you shall believe or ask in prayer, you shall receive. That's to say, all things are possible. Let me give you some scriptures on prayer real quick. I just want to throw a couple scriptures out for prayer. Your daily prayer life. This is definitely going to be the foundation in your relationship with God. One of them is your daily prayer life. Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 and 7. But when you pray, enter into your closet. And when you shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And the Father which seeth you in secret shall reward you openly. But when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. You see, it's not about what you're speaking as much as what's in your heart. See, if we can make the shift from what's in our heart and believing to confessing that out of our mouths or speaking out of our mouths, then that's when we receive. See, he says, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. No. It's about the heart. It's about what's done in secret. It's about who are you before God when no one's looking. And then he says, once you get that out of the way, once we figure out who you are before God when no one's looking, once we figure out how your relationship with Christ is, then 
ask and it shall be given. See, they think they will be heard for their much speaking. But see, God rewards openly those that do things in secret. And I don't mean evil in secret, but good in secret. And it shall be given to you that seek, you shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks, receives. He that seeks, finds to him that knocks, it shall be opened. For what man is there of you whom it's done us for bread? Will give him a stone? All things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. Watch and pray. So let me let me give you Matthew seven, seven and nine. Matthew six, six and seven. Matthew twenty one, twenty two. So let me put these up in the prayer room. If you're in the prayer room,
And in the morning, rising up a great while before dawn, he went out and departed to a solitary place. Mark 135. See, we need to just get quiet sometimes. See, the Bible says, be still and know that I'm God. If you're not in a secret place, if you're not in a place free of distractions, free of talking, free of diversion, how are you ever going to get your heels dug in and get, get planted and get rooted and established in your faith and established and rooted in the things of God? Begin to develop a trust relationship with your Heavenly Father as well as your Holy Spirit, the Comforter, that's here on the earth to lead you and guide you into all truth. So we must seek the Lord while he may be found. We must call upon him while he is near. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Therefore, I say to you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, All right, let's say that one more time. Sorry, the anointing is getting so thick in here. Sometimes it just gets so heavy with the glory of God. All right. Therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You've got to have desire. You've got to have an earnest desire for the things of God that you want, for the things you want in your life. You have to have a belief. He that comes to God, the Bible says, let's believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So Mark 11, 34 says, you have to believe, and then you'll receive them, and you shall have them. But you have to believe that you receive them. So a lot of times we believe certain things, but we don't believe we're going to receive it. We don't have expectation. This could be like an expectation. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them which despitefully use you. There's forgiveness. How hard is that? Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Luke 6, 28. And he spoke the parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. But we know not what we should pray for as we are. This is Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, helps with our infirmities. If you need help for your infirmities, there's a promise for you in Romans 8, 26. The Spirit helps with your infirmities. Here's another one. If you don't know what to pray for, the Bible says, But we know not what to pray for as we are. The Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groaning, with wooing. With groaning, which cannot be uttered. Inexpressible. Inexpressible experience. And James 5.17 says, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth for the sins of three years and six months. James 5.17 Praise God. Why am I sharing these? Because I want you to get a foundation of prayer in your life. I want you to get a biblical foundation. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Nothing. The 
people who have to build yourself up in the most holy faith by praying in the Holy Spirit. Jude, verse 20. There's only one chapter in Jude, so it's just called Jude. There's no Jude chapter 2, 3, or 4. It's just Jude, because there's only one chapter. Verse 27 says, to build yourself up in the most holy faith. Did you know you could build yourself up in holy faith? Praise God. You can build yourself up in holy faith. Father, just build our faith. Father, help us with our unbelief. Remember when the man cried out to Jesus when he needed a healing for his child? And he said, Lord, help me with my unbelief. Sometimes we need to just ask God, Lord, give us more faith. Be faithful anymore we're not, Lord. That's really the morning of the truth sometimes. So that was your daily prayer life, more or less, just sharing some scriptures. Praise God. God is so good, isn't he? Well, hey, let's, let's go ahead and time to uh, take some prayer requests. And we're going to go into a prayer break briefly. We come back and just finish out the word. But we just wanted to share some scriptures on prayer. We've been talking about the words of our mouths and I've been talking about really different things. We're about to get into the word here in just a second. So praise the Lord.
Uh, praise God. Got a little caught up there uh, in the chat room. Sorry for the brief pause. Uh, praise God. You know, God loves it when we sing. And he truly does. And have it the praise of his people. You know, uh, think about what Psalms 100. Well, let's just read Psalm 100 real quick. How about that? Just to get a little word. Uh, I've got an NIV here. Normally I read out of King James or New King James, but I just grabbed a Bible from my wife. <laughs> and let's uh, go ahead and go Psalm 100. This is going to be New International Version. Um, all right, sorry. It's going to take me just a second. I didn't know I was going to do this. All right, look. It says, shout for joy to the Lord, all ye earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence. Uh, come before him with joyful I See, I memorized this in the King James when I was younger. And so, sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. Let me try to read this in NIV here. Shout for joy to the Lord. This is verse 1 again. All ye earth, worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Now, that's what NIV says. King James says, come before his presence with singing. Come before his presence with singing. Verse 3, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Now, some versions say, not we ourselves. We didn't make ourselves. It was more than just your mom and dad involved. You know, it was the hand of God, the finger of God involved directly in your life. From conception to birth to death and everything in between, and then the hereafter. So it is even that it's not we ourselves, we are his, we are his people, we are the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4 Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart, and enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is a song about giving thanks. This is about gratitude. This is about being thankful. This is about being gracious for the things that you have. Thank you, Jesus, for the things that we have. Thank you, Jesus, that we have you and not just things. Thank you, Jesus, we have you. Praise God. Let me continue. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give praise to him. The praise is for the Lord is good, his love endures forever, and his faithfulness. Saying his faithfulness, see, it's all about his faithfulness, continues through all generations. And his righteousness, the his righteousness, it's through the shed blood of Jesus. It can be imputed to you. You can have his righteousness, but it's through the mercy of the cross. Praise God. I just wanted to share Psalm 100 there. So isn't that great? And the reason I did that, I want you to develop a thankful heart, develop a prayerful attitude, continue in prayer night and day, continue in worship night and day. 
night and day. See, because it's the word of God and it's the spirit of God. See, we worship him in spirit and in truth. We worship him in spirit and in truth, which means you have to have an encounter to go along with your theology. You have to have experience to go along with your book knowledge. You have to have revelation and encounter to go along with the foundation Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray. Just want to pray and close out. Father God, we just thank you tonight, Lord, here at Prayer International Radio. We thank you, Father God, that you're drawing us face to face with you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're drawing us, your people, to come close to you, to draw near to you to call of you, to ask of you, to receive of you and experience you. And Father, we pray your will be done and your kingdom come now in everybody's life listening tonight, Father, or listening our time. Those that are on the media streams, the internet, those that are catching this by phone, however they are, Lord, just bless them all. Even the ones that aren't listening, bless them. Bless the body of Christ. Pour out your spirit over the earth like the waters cover the sea. And allow your people to rise up to be that end-time generation of people, multiple generations of people coming forward in the things of God. Raise up that army, Lord, that prayer army, that army that will take your truth into the streets, into the schools, into the political arenas, into the entertainment industry, into the church where he's lacking, into the religious culture that have not been free and have not been revealed the truth of Jesus Christ yet. So Father, we pray for those that don't know you. We pray you send labors into the harvest. We pray for the harvest that the eyes would fall, the, the scales would fall off their eyes and they would see who the living Jesus is. They would have an understanding of the transformation that your spirit does in the heart. So Father, be with everybody listening tonight. Be with their families. Be with their ministries. Be with their, their parents, their children, their finances, their careers, their opportunities that you bless them with, Lord. Lead them and guide them by your spirit. Praise the Lord. This is Prayer International Radio. You can give us a call at 619-638-8458. Check out the 1-800 number if you can't reach us or it's after hours or whatever the case is. We're at 1-800-701-2785. 1-800-701-2785. Praise Jesus. We're just going to begin to believe that God is going to touch your life, touch your family. You and your whole household will be saved. He's going to touch your body. The Bible says by his stripes you're healed. And that Jesus can heal every sickness and disease among the people. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. We are wrapping up tonight. We will be back again tomorrow night. Uh, Sir Shad Holberg will be back in the studio. We'll be picking it up. Tomorrow I'll do a little more teaching, get a little more word, hopefully. But just kind of go with the play tonight. So... 
be blessed. Keep tuning in. Feel free to go to the chat room. 619-638-8458 is the call-in number. Or you can go www.prayerinternational.org and check out the website. But we just want to bless you tonight in the name of Jesus. We thank you for participating and praying and sharing your hearts. And we just want to give Jesus all the praise and glory. Prayer International Radio. Have a blessed night.